And now, joining us on the program, is the Lakers general manager, Rob Polinka. Rob, how are you holding up? Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm as good as all of us can be in these times, man. Definitely uh, thinking of, of you both and your families and, and our Lakers fans, too. I get up every morning saying a lot of prayers for everyone's health and safety. What's your life like on a, on a day-to-day basis now, Rob? You know, probably similar to, to everybody that's listening and you guys. Um, listen, I think at its core, our focus and our hearts every day are with the healthcare providers. I, I think I've said before, I'm married to a doctor. My wife, Kristen, graduated from UCLA Medical School, and she's a, she's a doctor in Orange County. And just seeing on a day-to-day basis what the healthcare providers are doing is heroic. Um, you know, she's got a friend whose family owns 50 hospitals, um, some in California, some in Arizona, and she runs everything. And just listening to these conversations about what doctors and nurses and, um, you know, first responders, it's, it's unbelievable. They're, they're heroic. And I think it's really brought the gravity of this situation literally home to us. Um, but, you know, in addition to that, and that's where all of our focus is, it's, we still have a job to do. You guys have a job to do as, as radio hosts. I've got a job to do as, you know, GM of the Lakers. And a lot of time and energy and thought is being put into that because we, uh, we're proud of where we are as a team. And we want to continue to be prepared that, God willing, if, 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 if health can return and we can find a way to, to move forward where hopefully we could finish the season. Uh, Rob Palinka, the Laker GM, is our guest. And, uh, Rob, with that precursor that we're all concerned first and foremost about the health and safety of all involved, let's talk a little bit of basketball because I think our, our fans welcome the distraction. The Lakers have some players who are on contracts that end at the end of this season. Those contracts end on June 30th. This, this may be a dumb question, but if the NBA resumes play, and the current season goes past June 30th, do you have to re-sign your own players, or will that be determined by the NBA before it starts? How would all of that work? You know, John and Steve, it's, I was on a conference call this morning with um, you know Adam Silver and, and everybody at the league. I'll tell you, they've done such an amazing job with information, dissemination, and um, just keeping everyone up to speed with what's going on. And of course, again, through the lens of, of health and safety of our fans and the players, you know, first and foremost, once you get past that, you get into the layers of thinking about the, those type of questions. You know, if we can finish a season, what would it look like? When will the draft be? It's historically in June. When will NBA free agency be? It's historically in July. And the way that, you know, Frank Vogel and I are approaching this is we have to be prepared for any of those scenarios. And so the work, to your point, um, Steve, when you said, what's your day like? We have to continue to do Zoom calls with the scouts and and think through what the draft could look like because we own our first round pick. We have to start um, doing preparation around, hey, if free agency is here July 1st, what about this roster are we satisfied with? What areas are we looking to improve in? What players have, um, you know, sort of 
outplayed their contracts and maybe looking for more money. So all of those questions you have to start thinking about. And then simultaneously with that, you have to say this season's not a finished product. So if we're allowed to play in games, you know, fanless games, games in a single location or games in our training center or at Staples Center, we have to think through all the operations around that and, and be prepared if if those opportunities come and how how our team will be be together still, how they'll be prepared. So there's a lot of stuff going on on a daily basis that Lakers fans should know. We're, we're thinking through every scenario and we're staying ready. How are you staying connected to uh, this current roster? The, these players right now, how, how connected are you and how are those players staying connected to each other? Well, Steve, I think, you know, one of the hallmarks of this team this year is, is I think we had an, a tremendous team chemistry. The guys just loved, you could see it, I mean, on the bus trips to the airport, on the plane rides, you know, on our bench in front of the fans, in the locker room. Just a great, great energetic camaraderie to these, to these guys. And that's the thing is, is, you know, all of us, I think as humans right now, we're saying, how are we staying connected to our loved ones, to our friends, to our work colleagues? And we're doing it the same way. You know, there's, there's Zoom and there's FaceTime and my daughter showed me an app house party and there's, <laughs> there's so many different ways where we have to, use technology at this point to our advantage because of course what the the president and the governor of california and the mayor of la with all of the policies they've instituted we wanted to be very vigilant and very careful to follow those directives and that's meant social distancing so we've had to use these tools much like the rest of society to stay as close as we can but the one thing you you realize is you know, all of us were built for community, and there's really no substitute to in-person sitting around a table, you know, having a meeting, looking at someone eye to eye. In fact, I was on a phone call with, you know, Jeannie and, and others, and <laughs> we were just joking about how much we miss the round table because that's really <laughs> where we make decisions. You know, we sit, there's, a, there's a round table that she has, and when it's time for big decisions to make, we sit around and we go over the pros and cons of all the decisions, and we make them. And it, it's there's there's no substitute for that in person contact for sure. Uh, we're talking to Lakers general manager Rob Polinka, and Rob, I I'm privileged in that I, I I have kind of a front row seat to watch Frank Vogel work, and um, I, I I just I, I think he's a great guy, but I've just been so impressed with the work ethic of Frank and his staff. Um, and, and the guys that, that you have picked to work with him. I'm curious, what won you over? You, you interviewed some big-name candidates for that head coaching job, and I know it wasn't just you. I know Jeannie was involved. I think Kurt was, was involved. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, Frank was obviously a great choice, and he's worked out really well. But what did it for you in the room when you were talking to him and you were picking a coach that said, that's my guy, that's the guy we want to lead the Lakers? Well, there were many qualities, but I'll just I'll, I'll talk about a couple. One is he's an incredibly optimistic person. And I'll tell you, in, in, in times like we've had as an organization this year with some of the stuff we've had to endure, and even with this, you know, COVID-19, he, he's, a, he's a, a person full of optimism and hope, and he's always positive, and I think it's contagious. Um, so that's one that jumps out. And then two is, you know, 
he's got an unbelievable way with um, all-star and superstar type players. And knowing that, you know, we um, had our sights on combining players like LeBron and Anthony Davis, it, it really is important to have a coach that um, I think can relate um, and take knowledge in, be a listener, be a collaborator. Um, and he's got a really, really good ability that, you know, we had, I, I think, in some of the conversations with his success with the Pacers and some of the star players he had there, it was evident that he had great relationships and it, it just, it's shown. I think he's built really strong relationships with our captains. Um, and then the rest of the staff too. I think Jason Kidd has a, a real ability to build relationships. You know, Phil Handy has done a great job on championship benches. Um, Lionel Holland. So it, just the staff really works well with the, the roster. And I think that uh, that's something we're really, really excited about and we'll continue to see grow. So there are a ton of, and I knew, know we've all heard all of, you know, all these different plans, these different ideas for a way to resume the season. Uh, there's this idea of all the games being played in Las Vegas. There's an idea that, you know, the finals could be played as late as, you know, even December and worry about the calendar, uh, the, the regular season calendar, uh, later. What, what, what do you think of some of these plans that are floating around? Do any of them resonate with you? Yeah, Steve, great question. And, and, and right now, of course, this virus, it, it's so much bigger than basketball and plans. But I think to you know John's point, we all love to think about sports. I, I alluded, I think, yesterday to you know, a quote that I've had on my desk from you know, Nelson Mandela that talks about you know, the, the unique ability of sports to bring hope where there's despair. And I think what you guys do, your jobs, it, the, you know, the reading the box scores, going online, hearing about Trey, I mean, all that stuff is so interesting and, and brings hope and joy. And so I, I think being able to talk about those things, we don't want to lose sight of the bigger picture, but to bring hope, we'll talk about paths forward. And I think, you know, thankfully, and again, being married to a doctor, you hear some of this stuff that it looks like the numbers and, and the extreme measures that the country and the world is taking is, is hopefully, um, you know, smoothing out this curve or flattening this curve. And um, I think if you listen to the governments, you, you hope that there's a time where where we feel like that's been done successfully enough where you can start to entertain sports coming back. And when it does, I think Dr. Fauci made this point the other day, this virus isn't going to just disappear and go away. So at some point it's going to be, what are the government officials? What is Adam Silver in the league telling us in, in terms of for sports to come back? How do we function with this virus since it's not going to go away and how do we mitigate the risk to as low as possible. So I think when you start hearing of these different examples, like a remote site location or playing games at training centers without fans, I think whatever proposal eventually comes forward that brings that risk as low as possible is probably the one that's going to make the most sense. And I do think at the same time that, 
you know, right now this is a, a physical illness battle, but sports provide so much, you know, mental healing that we do have to at some point start to think about <clears throat> making sure this doesn't get into a place where there, it becomes a mental health um, battle. And so I think sports is just going to be a, a huge part of the overall healing on this journey we're, we're all on in humanity right now. Amen. I hope so. Um, Rob, last thing for me, I, I, I actually wrote Rob a note about this off the air, but um, you helped me tremendously get through um, this this Kobe Bryant tragedy, Kobe and Gigi, and I was floored by your composure after after they died. And you said something when you, you first issued a statement, and you said, all of us touched by them will now try to become torch carriers of their legacies. And for whatever reason, that stuck with me. Whenever I get sad, I tell a Kobe story, something that he did or, or that I think will make people smile. I'm curious, you, you have to think about him every day. When you do, what do you think of the most? The friendship. You know, it's, it's, I, I think anyone that encountered Kobe and Gigi, whether that was as a friend or watching him at a basketball game or interacting with one of them in person for those so blessed to have had that. We all have, because of that, some sort of, you know, flame in us that, that will stay alive and, and that will carry forward. I think that's what was meant by the quote. I think in a time like this, where there's a lot of darkness in the world, um, he was the strongest of friends you could have because any obstacle that was put in front of him and or in front of a friend, he would look at and say, okay, here's how we're going to overcome that. And, and here's how we're going to make this obstacle something that, that ultimately leads to a greater good. And that was just his mentality. And as a friend, he, he was so incredibly good at that. And even in this time, he, he continues to inspire you know, ways around this current obstacle because so many of the messages and so many of the things he had to say are still imprinted in you and in your mind. And so, um, but that's the thing that I think of the most is just, you know, how amazing he was to, to ride through hard times with. So, uh, last thing, uh, for me, uh, Rob, uh, everybody in the world, has been talking about the show Tiger King. We talked to Frank Vogel about it. <laughs> We've talked to Stan Caston about it last week. Have you seen Tiger King, and what do you think? You know what? I hate to disappoint. I, I, I'm aware of it. and Oh, I've I, never been prouder of you. I need to watch it, but I, I have not. T- <laughs> Our family has been on a let's go back into the deep, deep archive movie kick. Our kids are 12 and 10, so... You know, it limits the universe a little bit, but we started with going back into like old school comedies and I'm from Chicago. So it was like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy and, you know, on <laughs> and dodgeball. So kids were rolling over some of the old school. We watched Coming to America. That was the barbershop scenes are some of the best ever. Yeah. And then we went into kind of like this historical epic. How do we, since kids are not going to school every day, how do we teach history? So it led to the whole gladiator Roman Empire, you know, William Wallace, Braveheart, uh, 
thing. And then recently it's been more of like the, uh, the, 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 the heartwarming sort of tearjerkers, Will Smith and pursuit of happiness. Um, we watched a great Michael B. Jordan, um, movie, um, just mercy. He was in and gave a Lakers yeah. talk, just a phenomenal person. So we've been more in the old, in the, in the movie archive than the Netflix. So, Sorry, I'm not a Tiger King kind of Oh, yet. Rob, yeah, you don't know how many points you just scored. Down. Yeah, we. Uh, Frank Vogel said he'll never get those seven hours back. You, you, are, you are the smartest person we've talked to. It sounds hey, like your kids are getting a great movie yeah, education. Yeah, that's that great. Hey, Rob, will you do us a favor? Please say thank you to your wife and, and to, you know, to all the medical professionals out there. I know we can't thank them enough, but for those people who are doctors and, and for those people who are helping on the front lines, I mean, we all get to work in the toy store of life and sports, and we take our job seriously. Seriously, but they're doing the work that that we'll never be able to repay them for. So um, please give our thanks to your wife and her friends and, and, and extend our heartfelt thanks to everybody that's helping out. I will. And John and Steve, you know, good health and, 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 and safety to, to you and your family. And, and really to all the Lakers fans that are listening, we uh, there there's nothing that is missed more you know, from basketball than being in Staples Center. Our fans this season with the success we had just – it felt like the roof was going to come off the building so many times. So can't wait to get back to that energy. And it comes from our fans. So um, thinking of everybody, praying for everybody. And thank you guys for the, the time to be able to jump on and talk a little hoops. Yep. Thanks, absolutely. Rob. Have, be safe. Thank you, Rob. See you guys. All right. Uh, yeah. Boy, he's so fun to talk to.